So this is a recording of Saito Tejania meeting with a group of students in uh, Maui in November 16th, Indeed, uh, this practice begins with dana because the Buddha has a progression of dana, sila, bhavana, right? And he says dana is essentially the practice of non-grasping, non-greed, which is, or letting go. He says, and the problem comes in the practice of generosity. He says, when we have expectations. Because in the practice of giving, Siado says, it is just to give. Our part is just to give. And if we have expectations of where it'll go, how it'll be used, or how it'll be received, or once the expectations comes expectations come in, the expectation is another form of greed. So it interferes with the spirit of non-greed. And that's why it starts feeling difficult. 
Generosity, he said, is a great practice for watching our minds, for seeing what's in our minds. He says, because we we look in our minds and see the 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 the, the wish to to give and it has to be given freely he says but if you start noticing the the the, the filaments you know of the the mental um, feelers that wonder what's happening to what we give he says then we know we can see why it's starting to get become difficult to practice ge- this generosity. Oh. Generosity is only about this side, but we're starting to think about the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He says it's a great um, lesson in remembering that things don't always turn out the way we want them to. That when we um, set out to do something, even plan a retreat and so on, he says things won't work out. Though. And if the, the easier we can be with the way things turn out, we do our best, and the easier we can be with the way things turn out, the better we're practicing letting go, which is the essence yeah. of generosity. So the practice of meditation is, you know, at one, at one um, end, it's, a, it's about learning to let go, not being attached to anything, not what we um, do, not what we give, and not what we receive. We do the best we can. That's all. It's done. And why do we do it? Because it makes the quality of the mind good. It is a good um, practice of the mind. And when this mind which is trying to practice something wholesome, is not feeling wholesome, is not feeling good, it means that something unwholesome has come into this mind. Okay. Thank you. He says, we give and give and it will never be enough. It's true. Unchecked kind of mm. momentum. Yeah. 
And I find, even though I wake up and I'm like, oh, this is happening, it's like, it feels the feeling feels so big that I don't quite, like that moment of waking up is not enough to go, okay, here we go again. It's like I don't quite know how to dismantle where I've landed, like what I've woken into. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, And in in my life, what happens is it starts to like, I I start to form like a little bit of a self or a big self around what's happening. And um, so I guess I just want to know how to work with a state of mind that has like a lot of momentum. You kind of become conscious, but there's a lot of unwholesome momentum going on and it seems like a disorienting. ไม่ชี้ชุดตาอุบออะไรกันนี่ดูเอ่อไม่ชอบชอบตาอุบออะไรเออโนละแหละคําว่าสิกะโหยาตัวโอ้โหโอ้โหโอ้โหโอ้โ
you know, what, you know, is this really going to work? Should I, is this enough? You know, all these sort of doubt. And he says, we can choose to take each of these in turn, the resistance, the doubt, and, and observe them. So the, the, that, that feeling we wake up with is actually less important than those feelings that are feeding our awareness, which is the doubt, the resistance, and so on. <laughs> He says the vipassana mind, when it is in vipassana mode, is so simple. That mind's attitude is so simple that everything is just seen. It's like it's it's so like yeah, this is seen. Oh yeah. If it understands that, oh, this is another experience um, to know and, and, you know, and carry on knowing and, and eventually learning from. If it's just like, oh, here it is. Oh, you see, I told you, the Kuki I feel it, my comment feeling, it was same when Zanda will do it. I actually do, they are talking about Zanda, you know, yeah. Ginger, I love you, yeah. My comment, Kanzamu, my comment, say, Chin, my comment, Chin, it was same when Zanda, yeah. And for, for the long-term practitioners, Yara says, this, this skillfulness, in country where it's less sunny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, where, when we're practicing long-term, he says, we actually become more sensitive to the discomforts in the mind because we see it so much. And he says, and there this skill or this understanding and we'll understand it bit by bit that every time we can accept that something is uncomfortable that's okay it's like oh you know if we become interested in discomfort every time it arises he says it makes that path just much more easy um, but that's part of the learning as we you know keep practicing the, the learning to become okay that Everything is part of nature, and and we will learn something from even the difficult situation. Yeah, he says um, there is two extremes in the mind. There is the desire for pleasant and the resistance to unpleasant. They're basically the same. They're both greed. Um, <laughs> Greed-based. And he says, it's when we learn to be neutral to the pleasant, where we no longer like, oh, yay, this is good, where we no longer think that, but, oh, this is something to know, oh, this is happening now. And we also then learn to become neutral with the, with the unpleasant. Instead of resisting it, we also bring that... That, that mode of, oh, this is happening. Yeah. Not to judge it, not to bring on more emotion with our. Oh, Macaulay, Kanzamu, you sing with Zana and you take a little ginger with your 
He says, when we find the unpleasant interesting, at that time, that awareness is, is, is quite mature, he said. The ordinary mind, it doesn't realize it has this choice. So what it does is it likes something, it holds on to it, this is good, it, it feeds it, it gets more um, you know, invested in it, or it doesn't like something, it believes it, it doesn't like it all the more, it pushes it, it tries to change it. This is the ordinary mind. We do this till we die. For whatever reasons, you know, we justify ourselves. But he says, when we practice, then we know that we have a choice. Object, so the object, he calls, um, the experience, you know, may be pleasant or unpleasant. He says, but... What we have the choice to do is for the awareness to be neutral. So we are experiencing something, pleasant or unpleasant, but we observe it without judging or, or pulling. Um, and if we are judging or pulling, then we need to watch that. That becomes what we are aware of. Awareness, wisdom, she so not communicating. Yes. And in moments when the mind begins to understand this state, of where it can just know what's happening and just watch it objectively, he says, that's when you can say the mind is economist. And wisdom comes more easy. There is wisdom in that. And wisdom comes more easily in that state as well. Okay. So I observed that um, not only in the sitting meditation, but also in the daily life activity, level eating, I can see like there is like um, when eating, I see the hands moving, the actions, and the knowing of it. Then there's another action coming up, and the knowing of it. And then sometimes the knowing of the knowing. That's all. And then in the sitting meditation, I also observe that the thinking starts arising, the knowing of the thinking, and then the sound arising, the knowing of the hearing, and just the knowing of the knowing. That's all. And when you know, when you know the knowing, then you and can then, keep knowing it. Yeah, but then there's another thing arising for me to know. Yeah, it's like okay. I yeah. that object so long as you know that the mind, the attention has gone to the next object, right? That's still knowing the number. He says, he reminds you that, you know, remember this morning, he said that when you actually know the, the knowing or the awareness, 
He says, you not only know the awareness, you also know what the awareness knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's already there, part of it. So it's like, um, this is how like our life is, just object, and then the knowing of that, and then another object arising, and then knowing of it, and then the knowing of those knowing. So he says, knowing all this, knowing this way, what difference does it make? Um, it has the mind to be okay. Same way. Yeah. When things are unpleasant, oh, just knowing that there's unpleasantness. But also, another things come in. Also, be in, being interested in the unpleasantness, why, like, in daily life with the, the election and the result of the election. And so, the curiosity is like, why do women vote for this person? And then when I I know them, that this woman chose to vote for this person because she's against abortion and she believes in the marriage as a union of a man and a woman. So I know it and then I can see that there is also change. Everything is changing. And so in, even though the result is not what I want, but it's also an opportunity for me to learn. Okay. So, now, the deal yeah, so when we are aware that awareness is uh, present, Sierra says, we become less involved, um, less invested in our experience, and he says, And it also keeps the awareness strong, because we, we keep checking that the awareness is still present. I remember And we keep an eye on both, right? We we know the awareness is present, we know what we're aware of at that time, the experience. And yeah, he says sometimes we understand things and that always helps. Learning learning. Learning is really important, that learning. Yeah. Yeah. To learn um, from our experiences, mm. from what we're aware of, to um, to understand more deeply, um, more in a more balanced way, the things that we experience. So um, that's that's where we're trying to get to. Yeah, that's the more important part. Okay. Uh, I have a question for um, Christian and off the Christian. Sure. 
but I think I explained my off the cushion question better. Somebody else. So um, it's about how you expand the continuity of mindfulness of mind. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of surprised over the last couple of years that I can see the very extremes of my mind much more. I, I find it's like, wow, my mind really doesn't like that. <laughs> or my mind really does like it, but I'm pretty sure there's this big gray zone in between and so um, that I am just asleep about. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, um, this is kind of two-part, can side dogs suggest ways to keep Or does mindfulness grow by making this, like I described as this chart, making the pieces grow closer together, or does the whole chart become active at one time? And how does he, can you think of a day-to-day example of how you can continually kind of prompt yourself Mm. to remember to not forget, to be aware? (laughs) Okay. Um, um, The deep. ยอยูนิทาราโอตัวติจินะบโลเอ่อตะดิโอปูปูตูตรงนั้นสิกะลงว่าแฉะยะมะแฉะนะสรปูปูบรอกอ่ะหมอปูปูบรอกบัวเล
we dismiss the smaller stuff, but he says um, it's sort of like a, you know the opposite of wisdom is delusion. It's it's sort of like a small sort of delusion that sort of makes us think that we don't know what's in between. But of course you do. It's not paying attention. It's just not allowing yourself to notice it. Just maybe we just dismiss it. You know? Yeah. ตีได้ลูกเปียวแล้วเอาลูกดูเหมียวเอากุ้งเสร็จดีเสร็จแล้วมาผิดนี่นะบ่เนาะบ่เล่าก้าวเนี่ยส่วนเลยกุ้งต
ยาอัตุมุบอมาสะลอนาเลยเลยบลอกอ๋อตะหาดิอาผิดเลยบลอกอมาปิญญาอธิกาดิอะเตียอัตุเตจูกูนาเลลาลีตัวตะบาวะต
after he forgot or long after he forgot when he was in pain. And he went, oh, I have to be mindful again. So he would start again. And he just, you know, he just kept up this this exhaustive process, but he would, he said he was like a man drowning. He needed it, you know? And it then brought him to a point where it became interesting. He kept doing it and doing it, trying to find ways of how to make it continuous because when he wasn't, when it wasn't continuous, he would suffer because he'd forgotten and then somebody would say something and it would make him angry and then, you know, so this, and then he would start again and start again and, yeah. In the stories, you know, in the suttas and all, he says a lot of stories, even in that time um, when the Buddha was around, apparently based around people who had a huge, like, tragedy or, you know, they had some huge personal loss or difficulty, and that helped them to realize the Dhamma. So we need to know how to use our opportunities. So to face our difficulties and not run away from them. Oh, he says in English there is a way we say it. If it doesn't kill me, it'll make me strong. <laughs> <laughs> In my situation, uh, the mind finds interest in daily activity fairly well. Um, and 
generally I am aware and knowing some percentage of the time where the mind is going and I have interest in it. Uh, but when I'm on the cushion, and this has gone on for years, uh, I don't find interest except sort of in the pleasantness right before I fall asleep. <laughs> and that happens time after time after time, and I'm constantly trying to find the interest to keep myself mm. awake. ไฟไลท์ดิจิทัลเลียนเราเลยเซมิซาสิไทม์ปะเปียวไทม์บาสิวิซามาบะติวเมเมอร์ก็วัตถุคันดิเอ่อกาวกาวนาวเซมิซา
because his teacher used to ask him questions and he remembers the first one that really got his attention was when his teacher asked him um, if he knew why the abdomen was rising and falling. And he said as a child, he knew that's because I'm breathing. And then his teacher said, then why are you breathing? And, and as a child, he didn't get, he didn't know that answer. He didn't know why. And his teacher said, so go and find out. He said, really, that really got his attention. And of course, he was a greedy child. He said, so... He, he, he kept at this question, you know, sitting and st- whatever. He kept at this question. Um, and he said he couldn't, couldn't find out, you know. He, he did a whole week, like, why am I breathing? Why am I breathing? Why am I? And didn't find out. But after a whole week of watching it, watching it, watching it, um, he finally was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. And he finally gave up sort of thing. And he says that when he gave up, um, and he was quiet again and breathing, he saw the intention to breathe. Um, but it came out of the process of really trying and trying to know. So he, he recognized that, that equation that if you really keep trying, that you know, when, the, it, when it balances out, you, will, you can discover. So when we sit, he says, we can sit and ask ourselves, what am I doing here? You can check about it. I did I know she did. Tell them to do the Kuguya on Chanda or Lu Tishua. I think you are all over. You have motivation. Tell them to do. They get motivation sick about it. He says we, and if we ask ourselves, it's so interesting, he says we all have so many different motivations, you know, um, oh, I want to know the ultimate truth, and, you know, I want to, um, you know, I want to have a better memory, or, you know, be able to be more calm, or, you know, we have so many, so many, many reasons why we do something. He says, but, he said the, the essence of why we do any awareness is because we want to know the truth of what is happening as it really is. His teacher fed him this lovely piece of information which we should have got when we were 13 years old. Um, and his teacher said to him, he says, you know, if you know it, be happy. And he said he didn't even know what it meant. But he's like, oh, if I know it, I should be happy. And it was such a simple idea for the child. He says that even if he f- knew something terrible, he was like, oh, I know it. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but he said that is the best. That is so right. And he says, that is so right, because we we spend so much time complaining about what we know and forget 
that what we're doing is trying to know. So we should feel grateful that we know, you know, gratitude to the awareness of, if we appreciate that the awareness is what we really want to grow, and then it doesn't matter what boring thing we're aware of, you know, it's like the awareness is there, and, and that's great, and that's great, and that's great, and if, if we keep appreciating that, it, it grows and grows. Information is Information is Understanding at what don't our decision now. Yeah. He says, oh, this, this knowing, knowing. He says, you know, when we know and know and know, and it seems like everything is quite boring. Um, he says, what it's doing is actually, it's gathering information for the mind. And when all this information completes itself, and we don't even realize it's completing itself, he says, bang, something gets realized. Information is so Yeah, right? And that's possible because of all that, all that, that awareness we put in before. In the whole world, he said, information is the most important thing. In war, information is important. In business, information is the most important thing. Yeah, the guy who has the most information wins. Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> ซึ่งนี่ทับทับอยู่ในอุปมาคือเป็นเลยทับอยู่ในอุปมาแล้วเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวแล้วเนาะอุปมาเลยเนี่ยที่ทับเยอะแล
finger is more obvious. So, so different question, different point of view. So, did this investigation about physical and mental? If you can ask some question and in, investigate, then might be kind inference. Truly, I find this really interesting, this this exercise, because you know when he gives when he gives the explanation that it's where we put our attention that we feel it more and that's why that seems to be the stronger sensation. I said, then it reminds me of life, mm -hmm. that when we like someone, then we only see what we like about them. We don't see their negative qualities, even though they're present. And we can forgive the negative qualities. And we, when we don't like someone, then we start going the other direction. We can't, you know, we kind of, we, we don't care about positive qualities. We only, and it just, life, the mind is like this. object and mind, relationship is so Life is object and mind, isn't it? That's how we investigate the mind and how it interacts with our life. So, and that's what we want to know, how, how the nature of this mind, the nature of this body, how that nature works, how that nature quirks. So, question a diga mo. I question niam pare question niam a diga. So the question is not important. It's what we bring to the question. How balanced can how how unbiased can we be? How 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 can we see it clearly? The blue H question. I'm happy and the niam pare get down the question. He says all these W questions except for how, of course. How? What? Why? What? When? Why? Where? Who? And how? Yeah, he says, so the more we discover, the more interesting it becomes. Sometimes discovery seems to stall for a while, and then it can start to feel kind of like draggy, but we have to keep going. <laughs> okay, yeah, no? Something will come. Yes. Um, so, we've been here for two weeks already, and uh, the causes and conditions of being here have been very wonderful. And so, two experiences to relate. Um, one, waking up this morning uh, aware of um, uh, tightness in the throat and tension in the body, which is surprising given the, uh, the time here. And so noticing the surprising and then the surprise. And then you had said to me once before, Seidel, that um, I had told you I'd had a similar experience of waking up and feeling this, uh, uh, wor it's, it's a worry energy. And you said, oh, that's your nature. <laughs> and I remember uh, feeling depressed <laughs> that that was my nature, that I was going to have this nature for the rest of my life. And um, but this morning when uh, when that happened, 
there was this um, insight into it's just nature, not my nature. Mm. It's just that um, that that was arising in that moment, and when I noticed it, there was the surprise, and then relaxation happened. Um, so that was in the in life, and then in the sitting, the um, the uh, calm and um, equanimity have gotten quite strong, and. Um, there's a, an awareness of the calm and an awareness of the balance in the mind uh, in relation to the experience. And so I had a question around uh, awareness practice. I, I, I just keep noticing this calm and equanimity. Um, some sensation is coming up and some pain and some uh, discomfort and then just an ease with it and watching it change. Um, so, I don't know if that's clear, the question, but it sort of, it, it seems like the practice is going more, the samadhi is getting stronger and stronger and the equanimity. Um, is there a different way to practice awareness in relation to the calm and the samadhi? Mm-hmm. ตูตูดีเนี่ยมันโนโนแรกคําว่าตูดีมาเนาะปัชฌิมีเนี่ยล่ะตูลาเนี่ยตูอาจารย์ยาแล้วอย่างเก่าเนี่ยแหละเออต
in, in, in its many ways, right? In whatever ways at work. He says, you don't have to inject too much more than to notice that it's there. He says, and it depends on the tendency of the mind. Some minds are just more, what's the word, sort of like discerning. You know, whenever it's aware, it's already curious and, and making out the differences in what's happening. You know, it, it's already discerning. And so it, it keeps itself interested and 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 in in the you know um, actively participating in the awareness um, and some minds he says tend to to veer more towards um, steadiness like the mind goes easily to samadhi and and not to to noticing what's happening you know besides the fact that it's becoming calmer and it feels good like not noticing. <laughs> มันเป็นเช่นนั้นคือมันตัวตัวเนื้อหูจูดาเนื้อหูที่อายุจูดาตัวเนื้อหูที่อายุจูดาตัวเนื้อหูที่อายุจูดาตัวเนื้อหูที
ตัวยอกะตะคุบุขิเนี่ยสอตัวนันนัจจะเนี่ยไอ้ยอกะจองดีอนาฤพิไลตุสิกะจ่อลาวเนี่ยดีนี่จ่อนันนัยรอไฮ
practicing with the reactions of the mind when there's pain, he says, is, is so useful because he says, if we really get it, we can die, no problem. to the sitting practice, when I come to practice, um, the mind very quickly becomes collected and I become aware of the nature, that things are just nature and I'm aware of the awareness. And I think what I notice more in the life outside of here is the aversive states of mind. And I find myself easily drawn to become... Identified, even though I recognize there's no identification, no self, I can find myself feeling that I'm a fake, bad Buddhist. And how to disentangle that, even when I come to the awareness of knowing that this is not true, mm-hmm. it still keeps perpetuating. I think more as I see them and have practiced, the more I see those shadow sides of myself <coughs> can be aversive, and at times I can react to and identified. Um, so it's, I guess the question is just to how to keep working with that and not begin to believe you're just a fake Buddhist, you know? <laughs> it's sort of like, I don't know, you know, it's like I see that outside of here and um, just to sort of some advice as to how to just keep working with those yeah. states of mind and, and balance the the awareness of of those qualities. Do you not ดีกาวเนี่ยตูเอ่อติดออกเปลี่ยนติดลงยาเนี่ยตะมาดีกาวเนี่ยตูไทยนอกนะอ่าแต่เมื่อตัวมาจ้ะตัวมาเป็นส
just keep recognizing it. Don't even judge this 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 fake Buddhist theory. He said, you know, don't don't even judge it. It's you know, it's just a thought. So just keep stepping away from it. Oh, it's happening. It, this is happening. You know, this thought is happening. And don't feed it. He says, remember this formula from Vipassana practitioners, whatever arises, step back from it. You know, like, take a step back and recognize it. Oh, I know you now. And then the next thing comes up, you step away from it and recognize it. That's a formula. That's a formula. No, no, no. Appreciate it. And appreciate the awareness. you know, when we sit, um, it's easier to access so many, you know, like these technical things, like being aware of the, of the awareness and all that, because the mind is more samadhi, right? It's steadier, it's, there's, there's more... The samadhi gone and yang gone. And wisdom is better too, because mm-hmm. to know awareness, you have to have... A but we, if we don't keep up the continuity of the awareness, if we don't keep up... Keep this samadhi into our daily activities, the other says, we lose some of that momentum of, of the wisdom, the, the samadhi, we lose some of it. And that's why these thoughts can And he says, because there are different lessons for every type of experience we have, he says one of the lessons that we, all of us, need to face is becoming um, more skillful with dealing with our emotions, and you know, all of us have different triggers. And when in daily life we become skillful at watching both the, the pleasant and the unpleasant in our daily life with equanimity, where we're like, we're able to just say, oh, this is happening, this is happening. He said, that's when we become able to then become aware of the awareness while we're doing our daily activities. Mm-hmm. Can everybody hear me? Mm-hmm. He says, you know, we talk about so much about continuity of awareness, but, you know, it, it, it pulls along with it the whole, the whole cautery, right? The five faculties work together. So it's not just continuity of awareness, it's continuity of the samadhi, of the right effort, of the, the faith, the wisdoms that we bring to it. He says, and we can explore, and we sometimes should explore. You know, I had more samadhi just now. Why is it lost now? What, you know, what was the, the thinking that came through? What was the awareness that came through? What, what kind of effort was I putting in? What, what changed? Without thinking about the results, are not important. It's about the process of practice. How is practice going on and, and what feeds practice? 
you know, when, when this is fed or that is fed or two or three things are fed, you know, does it make the practice better or worse? Does it help continuity and then uh, not something else? Does it help samadhi and not something When he was practicing at home, he says that's all he thought about how to practice, why it was like this. So he prepares his mind for the day ahead so that it's you know, it, it starts off on the right foot that it's going to try the whole thing. You know, he sets up a determination, like an determination. I love seeing with Zama. He said that's how interested we have to be in in the process of practice. He says in the process of of growing our. You know, Atul, I think 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 with Zama. So Atul, I mean, Atul, I mean, think think with Zama. Atul, I think with Zama. But so often he says we don't think. Uh, in as much detail about our practice as maybe we would uh, business <laughs> yeah, and we become so busy thinking about other things you know we forget our practice but yeah. we have to take interest and look in and take interest in and look after our own practice I and if we want our practice in daily life to, you know, really, really get ahead, he says, that's how much we have to invest in. The more we invest in it, the more we get out of it. Enough for today? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.